Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this special compact pocket-sized edition of Truth and Movies, coming to you from the Cannes Film Festival in, you guessed it, Cannes, France. In a switch to our regular weekly schedule, we thought we'd bring you some shorter and possibly sharper takes from the closet to give you a little taster of life at the world's greatest film festival. So I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Adam Woodward. Hello. We're on the balcony of our apartment at the moment. Um, the sound you can hear is actually the uh, lapping waves of the Mediterranean nearby. There are palm trees, there are buses, there is a super yacht passing our eyeline. Um, there are people driving scooters without helmets. So yes, we're definitely in France. Uh, and we're both geeing ourselves up for a fortnight of movie discovery. Yeah. Um, the so sun is out, but we're going to be holed up in various dark corners of the festival. Indeed. So at this point uh, in the festival, our film tally is at a mighty zero uh, because no films have actually screened yet. We were hoping to maybe see one before this first broadcast, but the, uh, sh- all the timings have been shifted back this year. So we decided to have a chat and um, just give you a little preview of things we've got in, in the pipeline, things we're looking forward to, uh, things we're going to be talking about on later editions of the podcast. And yeah, first up, we want to talk about the opening film, which is the new film by Asghar Fahadi called Everybody Knows, his follow-up to uh, 2016's The Salesman which uh, was in competition here, and it also then won the Best Foreign Language Oscar the following year. Um, This film stars uh, Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem, and Ricardo Darin. Uh, And yeah, it's the film that is kicking off the festival. Currently, in terms of what it's about, I don't don't really know at this point. Any any idea? There's not too much uh, information out there, although 
given his, his track record for Hardy and, and the types of films he makes, I think we have a good idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to fit the bill for a, a can opening film in that it's uh, quite serious subject matter potentially, but very starry cast. Um, so I'm guessing Penelope Cruz and Bardem will be on the red carpet tonight. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, I mean, this festival I think has drawn some, you know, light criticism, shall we say, from people who maybe are expecting a little bit more kind of glitz and glamour. Um, the, fil the films themselves, are, 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 yeah, the, the sort of name directors and the big stars aren't really out in force this year. However, they are uh, when it comes to the jury, mm. which is headed up by Kate Blanchett. Yeah and uh, includes Ava DuVernay, Kristen Stewart, and a variety of uh, other great and good um, celebrity gods. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing the, this Asghar Fahadi film in like a few hours time. Um, probably gonna be queuing around, around the two hour mark to make sure we get in. Yeah. And then if we don't get in, we'll then wait for another two hours to see if we can get into the screening that happens straight after, which is kind of the way that can really roles I guess. I yeah mean. it seems it's a little bit backwards in, in a way but that's the part of the joy of it is you've got to be prepared to do the hard yards and exactly. spend probably as many hours in the cinema uh, as, as out of it queuing. So. And you know occasionally you uh, meet new friends in the queue sometimes you make enemies in the queue I think <laughs> um, as, as, uh, as we have done in the past but um, yeah, I'm excited for this film. I, I, I generally like Asghar Fahadi. I thought um, A Separation was great, and his second film, the, the Past, I thought was also great, which is a French-language film he made with uh, Berenice Bejo and Tahar Rahim. Um, so this is him with a, a host of Spanish actors. I think one of the things I'm interested about, actually, is seeing uh, Penelope Cruz. Um, she's not someone who's known for making these kind of serious dramas. I mean, like... I often see her in romantic comedies and, mm. and she has quite a lot of comedy bit parts. I was very disappointed to see her as in, a, in a cameo role in Zoolander, which basically involved, Zoolander 2, sorry, which involved her kind of walking around in a red PVC catsuit for a bit um, and not really doing much else. So yeah, hopefully this is going to be, this is going to sort of show off her acting talents and uh, yeah, we'll get to see that side of her, which we don't really see that, that often. Yeah, so. I mean, even, even when she's playing more, Seri her more serious roles in, in some of the earlier Pedro Almodovar films. There's always a dark comic undertone to exactly. that. Um, yeah, this one seems like a lot more straight down the middle in terms of dramatic storyline. I'm hoping this uh, this will be like a bit like Volver, actually. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be seeing this this afternoon and hopefully we can give you our verdict on it when, we, when we're back for our next edition on Thursday. So for the remainder of this, this preview pod, we are going to um, each give three films we're excited about, and I suspect we'll be dropping a few other names in there as well of uh, of, of movies on the sh on the schedule. You know, generally we're seeing about three or four f new films a day. Between each one, we're sort of writing reviews and trying to get our takes out there as quickly as possible. Yeah, and we'll be trying to offer, I guess, something different each day or every other day when the podcast is is, is coming out, and trying to offer you a bit of a flavour of what it's like to be a working journalist at a festival, at uh, the biggest uh, film festival in the world. Exactly. And also, I think we're going to try and um, really try and mix up what we're talking about. It's yeah. not just going to be the big sort of starry competition films. We're going to cover, be covering some of the sort of lesser known, you know, I think 
Cannes is all about discovery. It's about taking a chance on a director you've never heard of, a film you've never heard of. It's maybe not getting into one film and running to another screen to just see something else mm. that you know nothing about. And maybe it's going to be a revelation. You, you'll you'll never not. know. So every, <laughs> maybe not. So but can I kick things off then? Yes, please do. Well, just going through the, the very bumper programme that they've put together this year. Which I might add, just to, just to add a little festival colour, is uh, Golden Catalog. Golden Catalog. One of the films that st stood out for me in, in the main competition is uh, a film called Girls of the Sun by a female director called Eva Hassan. Uh, she did a film a few years ago called Bang Gang, A Modern Love Story, which I think was here possibly in in certain regard or in one of the I think it, it was actually in TIFF oh, was in it Toronto. TIFF? So. And, uh, but that got a UK release and I'm sure this one by the looks of it will do as well but yeah it, it's got an interesting storyline it's a very much kind of like a film of the moment I think um, a young female cast uh, tells a historic story of a group of a female battalion who essentially attempt to liberate their hometown from extremists in uh, Kurdistan yeah I thought Bang Gang was interesting without ever being it wasn't too successful yeah um, I think it's a bit of a surprise to me that she has kind of made it into the Cannes competition, but I think that, if, not, if anything else, it, it sort of suggests that she's made a really amazing um, new Second film. Feature, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That is, is quite an exciting prospect for me as well. I'm going to jump in now, and uh, I'm going to talk about a film very quickly called Under the Silver Lake, which I think is pretty, a pretty exciting prospect. It's screening in the second week uh, on uh, Wednesday. And it's directed by David Robert Mitchell, who, listeners, you may know from It Follows and Myth of the American Sleepover, if you caught that one, having loved It Follows. And if you didn't, you should have. You know, he's, he's not, not gone out on a limb, but I think as different as, as It Follows was to American Sleepover, this, this new film seems as different again. He's taking on the kind of what looks to be a kind of Screwball L.A. Noir. It's got, it seems just from the, the trailer that's been released and the synopsis, like it might have a bit of inherent vice about it. Yeah, it's definitely got that kind of inherent vice or the long goodbye, quite kind of wacky, yeah. wacky, Shambling. noir shenanigans. In the lead role, you've got Andrew Garfield, who recently has had a really nice run of picking directors to work with, you know, that worked with Scorsese, worked with Mel Gibson, yeah. you know. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't surprise me after it followed that, you know, David Robert Mitchell has now got some sort of star wattage in yeah. his films. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a monster. It runs at two hours 20. So it's interesting when you have the can schedule, which we've got in front of us now, all the films have their runtime next to them. So sometimes you make a decision based on yeah. the runtime. What you're looking for is like an 87 minute or exactly. I 92 think I, minutes. Sometimes when you see, a, you know, when you, when you want to take a random chance on something, sometimes the runtime come into play. But with this film, obviously, it's, it, you know, it's a film that's going to be hotly anticipated and a lot of people are going to be uh, going on to, to try and get in the doors of that one. So yeah. my one expectation of this film is that I don't think it's going to be like a kind of cosy commercial, yeah. you know, Beloved by you know across the board mm. movie. I think it's going to be it's going to have some elements to it that are a bit thorny, maybe a little bit kind of um, idiosyncratic. Not a film that lands with everyone. But I suspect a lot will hinge on the performances as well. Exactly. Um, uh, another American director who's in competition this year is Spike Lee. Very sort of different 
prospect, I, I suppose, to David Robert Mitchell. But yeah, his new film starring another Martin Scorsese alumni, Adam Driver, um, actually tells the story of an uh, African-American police officer who successfully managed to infiltrate a local uh, chapter of the Ku Klux Klan and eventually, I think, became its you know, the head of the chapter. Um, yeah, it's a very intriguing uh, story, this. I think it seems to be that Spike's going back to yeah, more, more familiar, dramatic ground. Um, but yeah, I, I'm always excited to see his work, and I think it's a little while since he's been in the festival, so as, as you said before, there must be good reason, I think, for him being here. So, so yeah, the film is called, uh, provocatively, Black Klansman, with three Ks in the middle. Uh, and it stars John David Washington in the lead role. Uh, he's someone I'm not overly familiar with, but could well be a, a breakout performance for, for him. Um, but yeah, well, I think all eyes will be on this one because it uh, seems to be, there's, a, there's a, always a kind of political undercurrent to Cannes and, and, and the programme, and this one, as well as uh, some of the other films we've mentioned, just, just seems like it ticks that box, so. Cool. Um, I'm looking forward to a movie called Asako 1 and 2, a non-catchy, catchily titled film by Ryosuke Hamaguchi, mm. a Japanese director. He made an amazing film a couple of years ago called Happy Hour, which was billed as a Japanese um, Sex in the City, although it wasn't really that much like that when you saw <laughs> the film, because the film was actually amazing. The logline for the film is, one day Asako's first love suddenly disappears. Two years later, she meets his perfect double. So that's the only in info we've got on it. All I can say is that you know I've loved his previous film. There, there have been kind of rumours floating around that there's been sort of secret screenings in Paris and that they went down really well. So I'm, I'm just very, very prime pumped to see this one. So mm. hopefully this will be one we'll talk about on a later edition. Cool. And I'm going to wrap it up with uh, a new film by Jean-Luc Godard, who is obviously you know a living legend of this festival. I think it's sort of 60 years ago or 50 years ago that the the, the very uh, you know, chaotic events of, of, of May '68 were thrown can into into question. The whole festival was basically ground to a halt, and Jean Gardin was instrumental in that. It's obviously since become an icon of, uh, of French cinema, and yeah, I mean, in his mid '80s, he's still one of the most interesting, experimental, provocative directors probably going. So, um, all, all the all the young upstarts here but better watch out, I think. Yeah, he was here a couple of years ago with his film um, Goodbye to Language 3D. Yeah, which was which was a really fun film to watch in uh, everyone in the Grand Lumiere Theatre, which is the huge um, cinema where where all of the uh, the world premieres occur, uh, all with their uh, anaglyph glasses on. Yeah, three D spectacles. Um, so, uh, and the new one is called Image Book, um, and in the in the program, the synopsis is presented as a poem. So. We, we we won't be reading that. No, out. we're not going to read out. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave um, that to your imagination. <laughs> But he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's always going to be a big draw here, I think, so. Uh, finally, for me, I'm just going to give a little shout-out to the new film by Alice Rohrwacher, the uh, Italian filmmaker made a, who was in competition a couple of years ago with a film called The Wonders, which came out in the UK. She's got a new film called Happy as Lazaro. I'm wondering if that's maybe got any reference to, like, Happy as Larry. I think that it is might that be an the Italian, Italian expression, yeah could be. She's got this new one out, for, again, for the synopsis in the guide is quite long, but it sounds like a very kind of weird time-switching tale about a peasant who befriends a nobleman and they concoct a scheme together and um, it's sort of set in a weird indeterminate time and place. Um, it looks really interesting actually. Mm. It's par apparently shot on Super 16, so I'm imagining it's going to look really beautiful as well. 
so yeah, really, really excited to see how that one turns out. I think out. if we were going to do early tips for the Palm Door, that might be my outside bet. Yeah, I think. Um, I think she's at a point in her career. She's made a few films now. Her previous one, The Wonders, was here four years ago, and I absolutely adored that. So you heard it here first, Alice Rohrbacher, Happy as Lazaro, that's our tip for the palm, having seen zero films. Well, that's it for our first mini edition. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with some more chat. We can't tell you exactly what we're going to be talking about because what, what films we get to see is, is going to be something of a surprise. We might not get into the films we want to see. Um, uh, actually, the one film I think we will talk about is the new film from the director of the film, the film Embrace of the Serpent. Oh yeah. Uh, which was a big hit in the UK. I think it came out not recent enough for us to cover on the pod, but had it come out then we would have covered it. Yep. So, and that had its world primary in Cannes. So um, hopefully this one will be just as good. Yeah, very much looking forward to that. And uh, as ever, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address truthandmovies at tclondon.com. I'll be keeping uh, up with that. And yeah, please do tweet us as well at LWLives throughout the festival. We'll do our best to respond and to answer any questions you might have. And yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This has been a seven digital production. Mm-hmm.